0: So, we are going to get ready for the message of God, and I would like to call our sister Toby. So, and I want us just to greet everyone in your side, say hello, how are you? And um, I want us to do something as well, and just stretch our hands, and just to pray for this anointed vessel that God is going to use powerful today, okay? So, um... It's an honor when we just are available for God to use us. Amen? Amen. So, Father God, as a church, we just want to thank you for Toby's life. And it's just, we're longing to see what you have in store for us this morning. So, Holy Spirit, continue feeling and continue doing what only you can do. We just want to bless her and encourage her and say, Lord Jesus. User her, powerful, mightily, as you please. And Lord Jesus, we are here, thirsty, to hear from you. This is the best bit, the best food for our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Do you need some stand? Yes, some
1: stand? please. Praise God. Morning, Zia. It's lovely to be here. Hope everyone's doing all right. Good weeks. Yeah, yeah. Praise God. Praise God. He's good. Just gonna pop my, pop my gear down.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Hallelujah. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna pray. I actually won't be with you guys long, but I just. Which really just when Pastor Matt gave me this assignment and stuff, I was, you know, I was initially filled with a little bit of anxiety, to be honest with you. Because I was a bit like, you know, new to the church and, you know, I don't know. But actually as I kept praying, I really believed that God had something for him that he wanted to say and share with us all today. Um, Amen. So I'm just going to throw the ball back over to God. You know, as they say, it's above my pay grade. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. King of glory. Thank you, Father, you are good. Besides you, there is no other. You know, in fact, I don't know, we know what is good outside of you. For every good and perfect gift comes from you. So, Father, today, we just pray that you speak to our hearts. You know our journeys here. You know our spiritual, physical, emotional, mental journeys to come here today. And you're the God that meets us at the well. So I just pray today that you'll speak to our individual hearts you'll challenge us as a collective, as a family, as a church, and that you'll be glorified in and through us. I just come up against my own opinions and my own preconceived ideas, and I just pray, Lord God, in this moment, in this time that I believe would have been ordained before time as we know it, I just pray, Father, that if you could use anyone, that you would use me right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, be glorified always. Amen. 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 Are, are we all loving and enjoying this discipleship, um, Sim? Yeah, discipleship Make It's been a real challenge for me, you know, because actually um, you get comfortable, and I certainly had found myself a bit comfortable just, you know, chilling with Jesus, and you're sort of like, that seems to be okay. But when you're in certain settings, it can get, you know, oh, am I supposed to say something here? Um, and so this discipleship maker series has been a real, you know, a real treat for me. And, you know, when you go down your list of your names are sort of what you've been assigned, you know, the title that I was being given was to say, when things don't go too well. Uh, for God. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, everyone wants to come up and talk about the good stuff, you know. But actually, I've been assigned today to talk to you about when things don't go too well. When You know, and so I thought, okay, what, what, you know, we all we've all been there. We joke and we think, oh my gosh, am I am I the person to share this? Can I talk about the feeding of the five thousand or something and get us all cheered up? But actually, if we're to be honest, we need we need encouragement in those moments. You know, we need we need to we need to, you know, what our heart posture is in those moments. And I think sometimes, you know, we're really good as we should be about shouting hallelujah and saying that God is good. But there are times when actually, you know, we are a little bit afraid or unsure or disappointed. Um, and so that's my assignment today. And I thought, you know, my sister-in-law's here, and she's a big baker. She's got a, 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 little, what was it, a little blog called Lizzie's Free From. There's your plug for you. You can pay me later. And... Um, She's a great baker. And I am a terrible baker. I cannot bake to save... I mean, you can't be good at everything. You, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> like, can't bake to save my life. And there's times I've really tried... Just a standard Victorian sponge. Like, I'm not even trying to go too far to the left. And I follow those instructions, you know, to a T. I don't know, you know... And my nieces as well are brilliant, brilliant bakers. They'll... they'll weigh everything and I'll be like okay this looks this looks good this looks easy like and then you get into the get into the kitchen and you know you come out with the you just turn into your children like you know just like, is this how it's supposed to be mummy and you think uh ah. we'll call auntie liz <laughs> you know and we've all been there right when you sort of think well actually I've followed all the instructions you know I've done everything that "quote and unquote I'm supposed to do as a as a Christian. You know, I'm here at 10:30, you know, attend the occasional encounter night and you do everything that you're supposed to do and then when it comes out when life presents you with something it looks like a dodgy Victoria sponge cake <laughs> by by an amateur baker. <laughs> and it causes you to sort of question yourself and it causes you to question sort of where I am and actually even more i suppose more serious than that." It also makes you, it creates a lie that I think Satan's sort of given us, and some of us have accepted that if I do A and B and C, then everything will be fine. And actually, he doesn't create these rules for religion. God doesn't create these rules for outcome, even though we're in this massive outcome-driven society. At work, we've got KPIs. You know, even in, in children, they get sets and assessments. God hasn't created these rules and these regulations for necessarily for an outcome for you to be good. He's created it for a relationship and a deeper relationship with you that he may fill you and, and you, we would actually become the righteousness of Christ. And so I want us to just go into one, one encounter in scripture that I think really just brings this to life and we really get to see the heart of our father. Um, and actually, if you like, the challenge for us um, praise God. So we're in Mark chapter nine today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going to read from verse fourteen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You all there? Amen. It says and when he came to the disciples he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him and all the people were greatly amazed and were running to him and greeted him. And he asked the scribes, "What are you discussing with them?" Then one of the crowd, then one from the crowd answered and said, "Teacher, I brought you my son who has a great who has a mute spirit. And wherever it it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes at the teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And he saw him. Immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell to the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he answered his father, how long has this been happening to him? And his father answered, from childhood. And often he he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. He's wanting to. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, and I believe he says to you today, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the, of the child cried out with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. I just got, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw the people running toward, to, running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to him, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. The spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became like as one who was dead. So many said, "He is dead. But this is what our Lord always does. But Jesus took him, hallelujah, by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Do you believe today that there's no circumstance that you've come in here today that Jesus can't take you by the hand and lift you out of, amen? Amen, amen. amen. that's our God. And, he came into, and when he came into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And he said to him, this kind can come out but only fasting and prayer. Amen, 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 amen. What a powerful account. You know, it's so interesting because it was the scribes that were there having a little debate, checking their list, checking their list of instructions. Scribes at the time would have been public servants who are well-versed in Mosaic law. You know, so they were all having their own discussion. They were all checking the list to see, actually, we've done this. We don't lie. I try not to be jealous. You know, I've done everything that the laws just told me to do, you know, and somehow it, we haven't got the result, the desired result. And so it's so interesting because, you know, Romans 8 says that, you know, what the law could not do because human nature was weak, God did. And I believe for some of us who are hopefully all of us who are trying to be discipleship makers, we have to move from doing it ourselves to letting God do it in us and through us. And they're two completely different things, because when you and your own intellect start to think, oh, actually, I'll do this. Just like me standing here today, to be quite honest with you, I can sit here and think, I, I can, you know, provide some sort of academic debate for when things don't go, or, or I could surrender. And like I can say, God, fill me, because I don't know what's, even as I'm looking at you, I don't know what's in you, I don't know where you are. And I think us as disciples, we have an opportunity to either be like the scribes or like the disciples, Amen. And so we have Jesus and we have this father and this beautiful father and, and Jesus in exchange. And what's so interesting, if you look at the scriptures, i I read it and I thought, oh, that's interesting. When they finished debating, Jesus said, What's going on here? And the father said, Well, I brought my son to you. But actually, when I looked back, I thought, Oh wow, he brought the son to the disciples. But for for him already, it was the disciples and the and Jesus were one. And I think sometimes as the church, we don't really appreciate that actually for many, we are the only Christ that people may see. In your church, you know, in, in, yes, definitely in your schools, in your place of work, with your colleagues, with the boards you sit on, on social media and Instagram. If you like a little bit of TikTok, if that's your, your you know, you may be the only Jesus that someone would ever see. They may never come into Zio, we, we were a friendly bunch, we tried to invite people, but some people may never come into this physical, it's too, there's been too many barriers put up. But they could meet you. And the first question I have for you today, and it is a bit of a challenging one, and I ask myself it too, is that when they meet you, do they meet the king of glory in you? Do they meet this, the person of grace? And so he said, I've bought this person, I've bought per- my, to- my son to you. And, it's, and he said, Jesus, which I love, he said, oh, you unbelieving generation, how long will I have to be with you? And I absolutely love that because, you know, Jesus, the son of God, 100% God, you know, to see him frustrated shows us, it reveals his humanity. You know, it almost sounds like sometimes how I talk to my children, you know, it's like, oh gosh, potty training again. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know, and you start you start to see this 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 hundred percent God and this hundred percent person, almost like the same when he said Jesus wept. You know, and he said, "How long will I have to be with you? How long? How, when are you going to start doing this yourself? When are you going to start believing?" And I believe it's a question for many of us today. You know, rephrase differently. You know, how long will he, How long before you trust him completely? How long before you surrender that wound? How long before, yes, they hurt you. Yes, actually, they were wrong. But how long before you give it to God? How long before you have open arms? The trauma is valid. It's no one's trying. I'm not standing here today to undermine the trauma. But how long before you surrender it? He said, how long, before, how long do I have to stay with you before you allow me to be in you? And you know, there's a difference, there's a difference. It's so funny, this is a true story, but don't judge me, I feel like we're family, so I'll share it. I was on the train a few weeks ago, exhausted, long, just commuter train, managed to get a seat. And, you know, I was like, look, I've made a beeline for that seat. And um, just, just a really long day, and I know I was going home to cook dinner, and, and I saw a friend, a friend, you know. And I saw her sort of in my beeline, and I ducked because I was at Frindsby Park and I just didn't want to go all the way to Hitchin and have to speak. And I thought, let me quickly duck. It was a big chat. And I thought, if I duck now, she won't see me. And she, she didn't, she didn't. I sort of stayed more or less the whole journey, so like <laughs> sat down like this, because I was so tired from the small talk. And she was a friend. But you know, actually, it's so funny, because at the time I thought, actually, for many people, that's their relationship with Christ. He's a friend. He's in the vicinity but you're ducking and and this is not even a judgment because life sometimes makes us stuck when things don't go well sometimes it makes us cow down maybe you were tired like i'm tired tired emotionally tired of hearing bad news but for whatever reason he is you know him but he's not in you and he's now saying how long He's saying, how long, when are we going to that next level? How long before you and I actually really roll? Before we're, we're truly one, you know? And the father's response, he said, he, Jesus said this powerful statement, didn't he? He said, if you only believe, all things are possible. We've heard it time and time again. I mean, if you've only got to be in church for, a, you know, hallelujah. But his response brought me to my knees. Because he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And what a tension of faith, and what a real tension of faith, maybe one we don't discuss as a family enough. That I do believe, I do believe, I believe, but my bills are saying something else. The cost of living is going higher and higher and higher. And higher. So I do believe you're the great provider, but my bank account, I'm not sure I can take that to NatWest, Lord help my unbelief. I believe, I believe you're the great healer. I believe that you can do all things. But the doctor's just given me a diagnosis. Lord, help my unbelief. We've, we, you know, we we've we're all there. We've all been there. We know. And the, and the Bible says that, which I think is just so beautiful. He says that actually the child had been, the, been suffering from childhood. You know? So this, isn't, this, is, you know, this wasn't his first rodeo. You would imagine like, that he's only ever seen his child that way. But do you know that God is bigger than what you've already known? He's bigger than what you've already known. It doesn't even matter how long it's been that way. God can change it in a a moment, something that you've been struggling with for years. There is no physical capability, whether it be a diagnosis, whether it be your bank balance, whether it be your mental state, whether it be your marriage or your friendships, or your own internal anxiety that you don't bring to the Father that he doesn't transform. And so for us, it's for us to keep saying that prayer, help my unbelief. Father, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. You know, in lockdown, um, I, lost, I lost a cousin. I lost my cousin on the 28th of December. I've shared with some people here today. But on the 26th of December, I was sitting down watching some TV as you do. You know, it's Boxing Day. My cousins call me. Um, it's a video call, so you're getting a few cousins all popping up at the same time. And they're saying, you know, my, cu- my other cousin saying, they've given him three hours, you know, and he's on a ventilator, things aren't too good, and they've, you know, they've given him three hours, Topes. We've got to pray, you know. And that was the 26th, and we prayed, church. Oh, my goodness. I was bringing out the old school Psalms, you know. We invaded the heavens. And on the 27th, the, the three hours passed, and we were like victory hallelujah he's still with us you know and you know you would have known for lockdown it's a horrible thing no one could be with him no one was there so we're getting these horrendous calls you know we're saying well, actually you know we we want to sort of turn off the ventilator and if we do we believe that he will pass you know we, we, we're screaming we're praying and and when he made it through the night the 27th hallelujah he made it through the night we said look let's just keep invading and the doctor said yeah he made it through the night but you know Got to let him go. And I thought, this can't be. You know, I just, I thought, this can't be. My brother was on the call, and of course on the call, at this video call, and he's praying, and he said, look, this is the 28th, you know, he said. Amen. You know, he's on that call, and my brother said... Mm. He so said, we're going to let him go, but the worst thing that we can do right now is give Satan what isn't his. Our God is still good. And that was our last prayer. It was just about a few minutes to nine. Dropped the phone. was going to have a cousin call back right now saying, you know, he's gone. And that was the start of a new journey for me, you know? start of a new journey because it was like oh god i've never seen you like this i thank you i now have to contend with your goodness knowing that you are good even when the circumstances on this realm suggests quote unquote otherwise but you know what as i started to see god i saw a new side of him i saw the god was close to the brokenhearted i saw the god who who gives peace that surpasses understanding I saw the God that actually, when I put my my we stood there over the grave and I said, Oh my gosh, I can boldly declare that this is not the end. Yes. What a victory, what a peace. What, what a gift. You know? And we walked back and I said to I said Akin, I said to my husband, how I don't know how people do it that don't know God. But what a gift we have that discipleship, yeah, disciple makers, that we must share. We, we all got, got desensitized. All well, I certainly did is those numbers kept going up every day of family members, of people who carried, a, a, you know, weights that we did. But actually, we have a Lord that says, come unto me who are levy, heavy laden. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'll give you rest. I had somewhere to surrender it. And that is what we have to give it's not the tick, it's not, it's not, let's weigh a bit of grace here and a bit of mercy here so we can make a, you know, a nice Christian version of a cake. No, it's fill me, Lord, as I have received your mercy and received your peace. Fill me, Father. Let, me, let when they see me, let them know that we have a God that doesn't fail. That even in the darkest of days, and I tell you that day was such a, oh, it was just a heart-wrenching day that you feel the tangible presence of the almighty God right there holding your hands, lifting you up, carrying you. It's for us to give. It's not just for us to have. And I think the world needs it. So before, can I challenge you that before we maybe correct someone's moral status of how they're living or how they're not living, how about you share your testimony? You know, maybe they may be doing a few things that are a bit dodgy. Maybe they may smoke here or there. But put that aside just for a moment. Just for a moment. If we can just put this on and tell them your story. Tell them those moments of your own moments of, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Because it will connect and they'll be able to see actually king of Glory got a few more minutes and I'm, I'm out of here I promise you know but it, he said I believe but help my unbelief and at the end I loved it because actually the disciples who had a private relationship with Christ Jesus said why didn't it work why couldn't we do it which is an encouragement to us because we're supposed to we can't remain comfortable with the fact that actually there are people who don't know Lord Christ Jesus you can't be comfortable with it church None of us can be. We can't be comfortable with knowing a God, knowing that he sticks closer than a brother, knowing that he's with us on good days and bad days, and not want to share that. But the trouble that we have is discipline is part of discipleship. Discipline, even in the mashup of the words. And I always say to people, your greatest desire can be found in your pursuit. We can say, I mean, I've been saying to Ruth for how long that I'm going to join her, her Pilates on a Wednesday. Sort out my call. Well, my desire is in my pursuit. I'm yet to do it, you know? You can talk the good talk, but actually, are you doing it? Are you turning up? Are you at church? There's some practical things that I just wanted to give, just free, and, and I believe that will help us with our unbelief, in those areas of unbelief where we're still a bit struggling, and will help God fill us as opposed to be an external being that we have to obey. The Holy Spirit is supposed to fill us. He said, I go, but I leave you with one greater He will fill you. And the first one is to stop compartmentalizing God. God it was never designed to sort of be compartmentalized. You don't, you don't have to fit him on between 10, 30 and 12 on a Sunday morning. Fill him with the whole of your life. And one of the things that has really always helped me is I start to tell God about the small things. I actually got it from my mum Because she, growing up, I would always see, I see her ask the Holy Spirit what she should wear today. And I thought it was the weirdest thing, <laughs> you know? And she still does it now. She, you know, she stays and we're looking over my children. She'll, she'll ask the Holy Spirit, what should I wear? You know, and she'll go out and she'll say, you know, I feel, I feel lighter because I'm wearing what the Holy Spirit has told me to wear. And I thought, all right, mum," You know, but then I talked to him and I realized, actually, if I can talk to God and say, oh, her shoes are nice, then I can talk to God with those big things what you can't take this when you can't take the small things you can't take the big things and you begin to compartmentalize talk to god like he is your friend he will fill you the, fa- the second thing is he said lord i believe but help my unbelief he said anyone god said it's impossible to please, please him without faith that anyone that comes to him must first believe he is and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him so those areas of unbelief are normal and they're tension and they're natural but we want to build from it and the areas that we can build from it is by taking at least a verse, not just to read and recite, but to say, God, I'm going to take one verse today at the start of the day. Now, throughout the whole of the day, show me that verse. Honestly, I started doing it a few years ago, so it's amazing how it pops. You see God, you'd be sitting down at a board meeting and you'd just see God pop up in the verse. You'd go, oh, that's interesting. And faith comes by hearing and hearing on the word of God. And these are the disciplines. These are the practices. You know, you don't lose weight unless you start to sort of work out and work and check your eating. But somehow we've gone so far to the supernatural that we think we can just grow in faith and never pick up a Bible. It's just not going to happen. But if we can take one verse and be like, actually, I'm going to take this verse and I'm going to go with it. And then the last one is about us actually saying, do you know what, God? I'm going to say my communication with others. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to be so flippant with my speech. And and the word that I learned, the word that I took, I'm going to see if I can integrate it into a conversation. I don't know if you've ever seen that fun game. If I say, all right, there's three of us here, and you've got to say the word love. And you've got to somehow find love into the conversation. You've got to say love somehow. Love Island, I don't know. Something. (laughs) You 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 pull it in, you integrate it. Actually, do the same with a verse. Take a verse. The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Now, find that in the month or the... T- it starts small and you're talking to someone. And I guarantee you that there's a lot of afraid people. There's a lot of people who are afraid. There's a lot of opportunities for you to say to someone, actually, for me, the Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? We, had, we started off with a father who was desperate. Desperate, desperate, desperate. Had faith but unbelief. A son who was in need. And disciples who didn't know what to do after Trying. And at the end of it, and at every single stage, the only consistent was Jesus. Hallelujah, that's who we need. That's who we need this morning, amen. I just want to rise and pray. But um, I believe that there's a few people that are in some of those categories. If I'm to be, When I prayed and I, I felt so strongly on my heart, actually one of the biggest is, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I've tried and I failed. And because of that, I'm struggling to try again, and I believe that with that, can I have the, thank you, I believe that with that, that the Holy Spirit wants to meet you today. I know that we're going to do some communion, but I would love to sort of roll in the communion to people that could just come to the front and join their faith in prayer. If you're one of those people today that are sort of like, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. You know, if you're having the season of your life, like I did not too long ago, where you're saying, oh my gosh, God, is this a, is this a failure? So, you know, that, so I, I, I can lose people if you're in that space of pain or grief or confusion. I, you know, we would love to pray for you today. And the second half of the people were people who want to rise to the challenge. It may not be any of my tips. They worked for me, but who knows what God will do with you. But I do believe that there's, a, there's an act of faith in a step. And I do believe that actually, if you're going to be those people that actually went to the end of the verse and went to the Father and said, why didn't it work? And I just believe that same prayer is needed for some people here today, Zio. They, they need to come to the front and join their faith with the intercessors and just say to the Father, Father, why isn't it working? Why isn't it working, Lord? I've tried this, I've tried this. Why isn't it working? And I believe in the name of Jesus that, for many where Jesus is a friend that we know but we're ducking on the train he wants to fill us fill us completely where we are one one with the father we don't we don't have our own set of rules we just follow what the lord says we don't know what is good he tells us what is good i believe that that's what god wants today amen i'm just going to rise and pray and then I'll hand it over to Celine, but as I say, if you are in any of those things, I would love to pray with you. I know there's a lot of people who would love to pray for you. I think the joining of faith is powerful, and I think if you need prayer today, I you know I would love to pray with you. Father in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. hallelujah. just as we seen come to the altar like yeah, I just I just believe Lord God, that you're here. you know, and where you are here there is liberty. And so I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you'll meet them. Not me, not anybody else, but you. That we won't be like the scribes that spend years and years trying to figure out what went wrong. But instead we'll be like the disciples who knew to go to the Father. May we come to you, may you fill us. No longer will Christianity be a religion for us. That's an external set of rules. But instead, can it be a relationship? Fasting and prayer is not about rules. Fasting and prayer is about relationship. I know it. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you give us the will to do it. Give us the will to do it. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. You know, just quickly, just on that, sorry, I just, as I was praying, I just felt God just even talking about that fasting and that prayer. You know, when Jesus said that this could only happen but for fasting and prayer. And I just felt really quite strongly that that there are still some people who fast for outcome as opposed to relationship. And they fast because they think, okay, that's... But actually, I do believe that fasting is is, is supposed to be you becoming less so he can become more and for you to get closer you know to him and I just believe if there's someone if you're struggling in the area of that discipline of that fasting and that prayer you know that prayer life that real fasting you know the fasting life where you say I'm going to sacrifice a little bit of me I'm going to sacrifice then also I would love to pray for you because I just believe when I was praying I just felt it quite strongly on my heart in regards to fasting and prayer um, praise God. May He be glorified always. Praise God, Zia. Thank you.